Again, we thank God for those of you that are with us on this morning. We appreciate the presence of the Lord that we feel here. Amen. On today. Welcome once again. And uh, um, let's uh, just look forward to the Lord really moving, uh, uh, continuing to move in a special way in the service on today. Now, I have a word that uh, um, I trust in my heart that uh, will bless you. A, a word that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart earlier this week, the first part of the week, as I was before him and, and, and I was before the Lord and I said, God, what is it? that you want me to share with the body of Christ on this week. Because one thing, uh, I, I believe this, that uh, uh, we need a word from the Lord. And, and um, I don't want to preach something just because it's something that I know academically. I, I want to preach a word. I want to share with you a word that comes from the Lord. And I heard the Lord spoke this in my spirit as I was before him. God said, we need an attitude adjustment for kingdom living. Now, we've been talking about kingdom living for some time now, for maybe maybe almost two months. We've been talking about kingdom living and trying to uh, uh, really uh, uh, channel, amen, our hearts and our minds into understanding what kingdom living is all about and, and how we are to move and flow inside of this kingdom that God has birthed us into. And, and, and as I was before the Lord, God said, one thing I want you to share amen, that in order to manifest kingdom living, there must be an attitude adjustment in our lives. And I believe that God wants to really share some truth with us on this morning as we go into this word. Uh, um, and I trust that the Holy Spirit will open your hearts to receive, amen, this word on today. One thing, uh, uh, this is my desire. My heart is that the people of God grow inside of the thing that God has ordained for their lives. There are things that we aspire for. There are a lot of things that we try to accomplish and achieve. But more than anything, I want to make sure that we strive for the character of God being manifested in and through our lives. I have several scriptures that I want to share with you on today. And I want you to turn uh, to these scriptures with me. My scripture text is going to be found in Matthew, the fifth chapter, the first through the 12th verses, and also Romans, the 12th chapter, the first through the third verse. Amen. That's Matthew 5, 1 through 12, and Romans 12, 1 through 3. If you have that, I want you to open your Bibles and turn there with me. There's nothing wrong with a man going into the Word of God. The Word of God is the foundation, a man that is established for our movement in God. Uh, the Word of God in Matthew 5 said, And seeing the multitude, he went up into the, a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which be, are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your, your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Uh, uh, we know that this is a very, very familiar passage of scripture that we have taught and we've uh, uh, read over the years and uh, uh, we've identified these, uh, this portion, amen, of the Sermon on the Mount as the Beatitudes. Uh, but I want to go um, into Romans, the 12th chapter, and um, also read that for us on today. Romans, the 12th chapter and uh, the first verse. It says, I beseech you. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now look at this third verse also. It says, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now I want to go uh, uh, into this word that God has given me for today, uh, because I, I feel that it's very, very important as we move forward inside of the things of God, attitude adjustments for kingdom living. Now, uh, uh, if I were to uh, really begin to discuss kingdom on today, many of us uh, really desire uh, kingdom living. And, and, and a lot of time our perception of kingdom living is, is, is really uh, um, identified by uh, the things that we possess, uh, the things that we achieve in life, uh, amen, our bank accounts and, and, and these kinds of things. Now, I, I want to really share this word, uh, but I, I don't want to really share it in a way that I'm trying to uh, minimize these things because these things God do have for us. But I want to sort of put some things inside of perspective on today so that we can understand Amen. God's mind and God's heart concerning kingdom living. And as we continue to look into and understand the kingdom of God and kingdom living, it's very important that we understand it from God's perspective and we understand God's heart concerning kingdom life and kingdom living. Uh, uh, now, as I said earlier, we've been talking about kingdom life now for, amen, almost two months. And uh, um, this uh, actually is a message, a word that um, I don't even feel that we can exhaust. Because if we look throughout scripture, amen, God has always sought to uh, um, 
uh, bring to our attention kingdom life and a kingdom mentality. Even from the beginning of time, uh, uh, we saw that God's original endeavor was to establish in this earth uh, individuals, which were you and me, humanity, that we were to reflect his image uh, or the characteristics of the kingdom of God in the earth. So we can see this has always been God's heart and God's mind for humanity to have his kingdom and the values of his kingdom, the character of his kingdom established in the earth realm. And we've talked about this. We've talked about kingdom life. We've talked about that lifestyle now that manifests the will, that manifests the desire of a king. That's actually what kingdom lifestyle is. A kingdom life is that life or that lifestyle or those characteristics that really reveals and reflects the character, the desires, and the wills of a king. Now, we must understand this, that God is the king of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. And God's desire is that we, humanity, reflect that in the earth. So when we begin to walk inside of these characteristic traits, what we are doing, we are really reflecting kingdom life. Now, it's important that we embrace that as believers here on today, because as we embrace the truth of God concerning kingdom life, we will find out that a lot of the things that we are actually trying to achieve will automatically come into our lives. But I found out a lot of times that we try to get the things, we try to get the byproducts before we establish the product. But if you establish the product, which is kingdom life, the byproducts will automatically come into our lives. So again, we've talked about lifestyle, the lifestyle of kingdom living. Uh, we've even talked about kingdom ambassadorship. We talked about the Holy Spirit. And, and I want you to really always make sure you hold fast to those truths that we've even taught about the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the administrator of the kingdom of God. What do you mean, Bishop? I mean that the Holy Spirit is the agent that has been given to us so that now we can actually manifest, amen, the kingdom character and the kingdom lifestyle and keep us focused inside of the heart and the mind concerning kingdom living. Because without the Holy Spirit, we are left to our own feelings. We are left to the society's ideas of kingdom living. But with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit keeps us focused on God's heart and God's mind. The Bible said that the Spirit knows the will of God and the Spirit knows the mind of the Father. So now when we embrace a relationship with the Holy Spirit, when we encounter situations in our lives, the Holy Spirit is there to really enable and empower us to manifest kingdom characteristics. So it's important that we understand these. And one thing I want to make sure uh, uh, as we go forth inside of this word on today, I want to make sure that as the word of God come forth, uh, don't dismiss it. Don't put it on the shelf and say, oh yeah, that was a good word. No, it's not just a good word for you to put it into your archives and, and sit it on a shelf. But J David said, that word have I what? 
hitting my heart. I don't know what I'm going to face this week. I don't know what situation I'm going to encounter this week. But if I keep that word in my heart, the Holy Spirit will be able to use that word to help empower me to move inside of the things that God had ordained for our lives. So I want us to really understand these things that kingdom life now is a lifestyle that we are to live, that we are to manifest that actually reflects the character, the will and the desires of the king. But then I want us to understand something now. We, we, we talked about this on last week, uh, uh, kingdom character and building kingdom character. Now, kingdom character must be built. Even though we are birthed inside of the body of Christ with uh, the ability, we are birthed with the divine nature, which is the ability now to manifest kingdom character. But that kingdom character must be built. It must be cultivated. It must be developed. And, and, and we need to understand, even as we shared inside of the word of God on last week, there are several things that are essential to building kingdom character. One of the things that we shared on last week was knowledge. Amen. You have to have a good working knowledge of kingdom life in order to build kingdom character. Now that's very important now because a lot of us, uh, we serve the God of our imagination. Amen. What do you mean, Bishop? We have a God of our imagination that we feel that God is this and, and that kingdom life is this. But now if you really want to be able to manifest true kingdom life, get into the word of God. Let the word of God define to you what kingdom life is all about. I noticed Jesus when he was teaching his disciples because Jesus' entire three and a half years of ministry here in the earth was one that was teaching the disciples and the followers of that day kingdom lifestyle and kingdom mentality. He often sat them down and said, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto this. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto that. In other words, don't get misinformed amen, by your desires uh, uh, concerning kingdom living, but the kingdom of heaven is likened unto this. Now that means we got to get into the word of God and we've got to allow the word of God to define kingdom life. So we need knowledge. The Bible says this in First Peter, he said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Now I challenge every believer uh, uh, that is birthed into the family of God. I challenge every one of us, if you want to grow in God, if you want to be like Jesus, if you want to become a man, that individual that manifests the character of God, you must spend time in the word of God. Amen. The Bible tells us in Timothy, he said, study to show thyself approved unto God. What do you mean, Bishop? If I want to show, amen, myself approved unto God, I got to spend some time in the word of God. I can't leave it to my imagination. I can't leave it to my intellect. I've got to spend time 
in the word of God in order to show, amen, that character that God has ordained for my lives, for my life. So again, as citizens of the kingdom of God, and these are certain truths that I want you to embrace now, because as believers now, that simply says that we are now citizens of the kingdom of God. And as citizens of the kingdom of God now, we have to understand that God's primary objective in our lives is to build and manifest kingdom character. Okay, now let me say that again. As citizens of the kingdom of God, God's primary objective in our lives is to build and manifest kingdom character. Now, I, 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 there is, it's okay for us to desire things and stuff. You know what the Bible tells us in 1 John, uh, 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 as, as John was talking to one of his uh, uh, followers and leaders of that day, he said, I pray, amen, I pray that, you're, you, that you would prosper and what? Be in health even as what? Your soul does prosper. Now that's very important that we understand what is being said here in this word. Amen. Uh, uh, because I want us to understand now that God does not have a problem with us prospering. In fact, he desired that we prosper. He desired that we have. But now what we prosper in and what we have should never take precedence over our soul prospering. And if we don't learn how to put these things inside of perspective, we will find ourselves always trying to uh, achieve amen, the things before we achieve, amen, the character that God desired that we achieve. So now as I minister this lesson, I'm not ruling out the fact that God will not bless us. In fact, when God called Abraham, amen, and God told Abraham, said, Abraham, I have a mission for you. I'm going to use you to develop and bring forth nations and out of your loin will come nations. But look at what he said. He said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. But he said, when I bless you, I'm going to bless you and make your life a blessing. In other words, always focus on the fact that I'm going to use you to bless others, not just for yourself. So now we have to understand, again, God's heart concerning kingdom life. And understand that as citizens of the kingdom of God here now, God's primary objective in our lives is always to build a kingdom character. He told us in um, Matthew the fifth chapter, Matthew the sixth chapter, and the thirty-third verse. He said, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God and what His righteousness, and all these things will be what added unto you." Stop looking for the addition before you get, amen, the kingdom. We want all of the things that he said he will add to us. But he said now the, add, the additions will automatically come when we seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When we seek to walk in the character 
of God, when we seek to manifest uh, the character and the, uh, the lifestyle of the kingdom, he said, now these things will be added unto you. I already have them in reserve for you. I already know what things you have need of, and I will pour them out upon you as you seek the kingdom of God. He said, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good, hallelujah, of the land. If you develop character, there's nothing that I will withhold from you. But I want your focus to be on character building. So now the word of God clearly tells us that this has always been God's focus in our lives. If we look in Romans the eighth chapter, one of my favorite scriptures, Romans the eighth chapter and the 29th verse says, for whom the Lord did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed into the image of Christ. Now, I want you to really understand that because I want you to see God's heart now. He said, whom he did foreknew, whom he, he, he knew from. The, and, and I want you to see these things now because these things have been in the heart of God from eternity past. If you watch, look inside of scripture now, scripture will tell us that it would be from before the foundation of the world, God had ordained certain things. In fact, he told us in Ephesians, the first chapter, and the fourth verse, he said, according as he has chosen us in him from before the foundation of the world. That is, before the foundation of the world, before he stepped out on nothing and said, let there be, he had already predetermined, amen, that we will be found in him holy and without blame before him in love. So we see now that character was always in the heart of God for humanity. Amen. And I want us to uh, uh, really uh, uh, understand that. And now that's inside of Ephesians, the first chapter and the fourth verse. Amen. So now I want us to really begin to see now when he looked at when he said now in Romans, the eighth chapter, and the 29th verse, he said, for whom the Lord did foreknow or who he know from before. Okay, hallelujah. He said, he also did predestinate. He also had put some things in place to ensure that we, the sons of God, will be conformed or will be transferred, transformed, and moved into the image of Christ. That means his heart's desire is that we reflect the character of God. Now, I want you to look at this, uh, and I've got to hurry along, but I want you to look at this. Uh, um, we've also shared this inside of our teachings on this lesson uh, in Genesis, the first chapter. And, and, and I'm bringing these scriptures to you so that you can understand that this is not something that God is just taking on now. These are things that has always been in the heart of God. In Genesis 1 and 26 and 27, uh, uh, the 27th verse said, uh, uh, let us make man in our image and what? After our likeness. Now don't just gloss over that because now if we really begin to look inside of the scripture, we can see the heart 
of God concerning, amen, the creation of mankind. He said, now let us, after he'd done all of these things, after he created the birds of the field, birds of the, uh, the air, the beast of the field, uh, uh, the, the fish of the sea, and all of these living, living things, he said, now let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Now, there was no other creation that God said this, these words concerning. He didn't say that concerning the animals. He didn't say that concerning the birds or the fish. He, when, it came, when it came down to making man, he said, let us make man in our image. And that word image there is nothing more than a visual with the capacity to become a visual representation of who we are. In other words, we've created this earth and this realm now that I want to establish my kingdom in, but I'm going to create man now so that now he can reflect on earth who we are in heaven. Now that's very important and that has never changed. That has always been the heart and the mind of God for humanity that we would reflect his character and who he is in the earth. In it is a visual representation of uh, an original. Now that means that our lives, our character should be a visual representation and i love that word representation because what it's simply saying is that we are presenting again when we represent something if i take the re off of it we have present okay when i put the re on that means we are representation or representing Amen. Something that has already been there. So now we, the children of God, are to represent or represent in the earth realm the character of God. Now, that's very important because as we continue to go forth inside of this lesson, um, I, 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 I want to share this with you. Um, a very powerful scripture in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, and I've got to get into the attitude now. But I want to establish some things. We're looking in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, and the 49th verse. Uh, you don't have to turn there. It says, uh, 15th chapter, and the 49th verse says, as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. As we have borne or manifested the image of the earthly, before we were born again, amen, we bore or we bared, we manifested, amen, the characteristic traits of earth beings. Amen. Uh, one scripture, Jesus challenged, the, 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 not the disciples, he challenged the Pharisees. He said, you are of your father, the devil, and it is his lusts that you do. He said in Romans the seventh, seventh chapter, he said, when I would do good, evil is always present with me. 
He said, I find that the good that I would, I don't do, but the evil that I don't want to do, that's what I do. He said, now, since these things are happening, I understand now that there's something working in me now that is compelling me, amen, to live out these traits, which now are the image of the earthly. He said, but now, just as you born the image of the earthly, when you are born again, when you're birthed into the family of God, when you become a citizen of the kingdom of God, now you shall also bear the image or the reflection or the representation of the heavenly. In other words, my life now, my character, everything about me now should represent or represent in the earth realm the character of heavenly living. Now, when we talk about kingdom character, as we shared on last week, we're talking about those quality traits that reflect or manifest the character of Christ. They identify who we are, that's character. But I need us to understand something here that manifesting these characteristic traits should be the desire of every believer. It should be the heart's desire of every one of us that are born again. Now, if you were to remember, when you were born again, initially, when you were born again, there was something, amen, that overwhelmed you, that made you just desire to be just like Jesus. You, you didn't want to do anything that uh, 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 offended God and everything that you could remember that you did before that was not like God, you were ready to let it go. Okay, now I want you to see this now. Now that was uh, the desire of the Holy Ghost that just overshadowed you at salvation. But what happened as we continue to move in our walk with God, we ventured away from that. And we were re, uh, 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 um, what, 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 what I want, we were reintroduced to this flesh nature now. And all of a sudden now, it was not about, uh, amen, us being like Christ. It was now about us really doing things to satisfy this flesh. But I want you to understand something. In order to manifest the character of the kingdom of God, in order to build kingdom character, you must have an attitude adjustment. <laughs> oh, God, I love you, Lord. There must be some attitude adjustments. In other words, what do you mean, Bishop? Uh, 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 our attitude towards God and the things of God must change, must be adjusted. Attitude is how you feel or how you think about a person or a thing that affects your character. <laughs> if you were to look in your life and in the lives of those that you have encountered throughout life, our attitude always affects how we deal with situations and how we deal with individuals. And uh, uh, many times when you are trying to really bring somebody into 
a truth that you understand. Uh, uh, one of the things that you will say, now you, you got to have an attitude adjustment. Now inside of this, we love, we, we, we always told our children these things. Uh, you need an attitude adjustment. Now don't let me <laughs> uh, uh, help you to have an attitude adjustment. In other words, you got to think differently than you are because your behavior now is letting me know that your attitude is off course. So now if we want to really manifest the character and build the character of the kingdom of God, we must have some attitude adjustments. I, I, I love, um, I'm, I'm trying to uh, uh, um, see which direction I want to go here. I love Paul. Paul was one of the most prolific biblical writers of Amen, our day. And Paul said this in Philippians, the third chapter. <laughs> Paul said, there was a time that I, I, I was in God. I was, I, and, I, and he said, I was in God. He was, I was in religion. I, I, I was, this was all I knew. He said, I was a, a Hebrew of Hebrews. I was born of the clan of the Benjaminites. Uh, um, I was a Pharisee of Pharisees and, and all of these things I held on to dearly because this was how I saw God. This was how I felt about God. But after being birthed into the kingdom of God, Paul said, I realized that these things are not in alignment with the will of God. He said, now, when I looked at these things and, and looked at character and looked at what God wanted, Paul said, I needed, I realized I needed an, a, an attitude adjustment. I counted all of those things, but loss. They don't mean what I thought they meant. And let me share something with you. Some of the things that we are holding on to as believers in our walk with God, they don't mean what we think they mean. They're not as important as manifesting the lifestyle of the kingdom. Paul said, I counted all these things, uh, but loss uh, that I may what? Win Christ, uh, that I may be able to walk in uh, the character of Christ. Uh, amen. My ability not to go into the word of God, my ability to sit at the feet of the meal, my ability even to declare the word of God does not mean anything uh, if I don't have the character. Of Christ. So Paul said, I, I, I had to have an attitude adjustment. Now, if you look into our scripture text on today, um, we find Jesus here as the multitude came to him. Um, and he saw the multitude, the Bible said, and seeing the multitude. Jesus understood what was going on because he had already worked miracles and seen all of these. They'd seen these signs and wonders. So they came because of the miracles and the signs and the wonders. And, 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 and I want you to see where Jesus went now. Jesus sat them down. Now, Jesus did not tell them now, if you want to see these signs and wonders continue, this, that, and the other. No, Jesus did not teach them signs and wonders. The Bible said when Jesus gathered the multitude together, he sat them down and taught them attitude. He said, now, and this is the Sermon on the Mount. 
Now, if you look at this, uh, the first person of the Sermon on the Mount is concerning attitude adjustment. Blessed are the poor in spirit. What about your attitude? You got to have an attitude adjustment here if you want to see the continual manifestation of the power of God working in your lives. And I want you to deal with this. Look at your attitude. How do you feel about God? How do you feel about life? Blessed are the poor in spirit, those that have a spirit that recognizes the fact that without God, I am nothing. What that is, is nothing more and it's more than a spirit of humility, understanding that now I need God. If you want to come to God, if you want to move in God, if you want to grow in God, always recognize that without him, I am nothing. I don't care how much you've already, how much you've already accomplished, how much you've already achieved. I want you to always remember this. You must always have an attitude that without him, I am am nothing. Now, does that mean that you are to have an attitude that I can do nothing? No, because the Bible tells us uh, that I can do all things uh, through Christ, but never leave out uh, that all-important principle through Christ. I don't care who we are. I don't care how intelligent we are. I don't care how much we've accomplished and how much contact we have. Uh, amen. Without Christ, uh, we are nothing. So blessed are the poor in spirit. Adjust your attitude to understand that I need God in order to go forth. Blessed are they that mourn. And I'm not going to go through all of these, but I'm just trying to help you to understand where Jesus' heart was here. He was challenging them to look at their attitude. Now, if you look at these scriptures here now, uh, uh, um, there were eight different components of attitude adjustment that Jesus challenged uh, uh, these followers uh, uh, in. in. And blessed are they that mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the peacemakers, Blessed are those that are reviled and persecuted. And he ended it up by saying, rejoice. In other words, have an attitude of rejoicing. Understand that God is still in control. But I want you to look at something here. As Jesus continued the Sermon on the Mount. And now this was, this was a long message. I'll just say it like that. This was a long message. I'm not saying that to say that I'm going to preach that long on this morning. But this message covered a span of three chapters, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. But before he started teaching them the character of the kingdom, which now said if, if someone uh, uh, asks you to go a mile, go two miles. Uh, pray for your enemies and love those that, that hate you and do do uh, uh, things despitefully against you. Uh, uh, if they smite you on one cheek, 
turn the other, lend, uh, not looking to be bought. These were characteristic traits uh, that he was challenging us uh, to walk inside of. But before he began to talk about the character, he really challenged them concerning their attitude. In other words, before you can change your character, you got to change your attitude. You got to see God the way he wants you to see him. Dismiss this God of your imagination that God is the Santa Claus in the sky that's waiting now to pour out blessings upon you so that now you can just go and say, look at what God, no, God, your attitude has to be now that God's purpose, purpose and primary objective for my life is that I manifest the character of Christ. Get an attitude adjustment. He said, all of these things will come. I'll add them unto you. I'll give you things and stuff. I'll bless you where you don't have room enough to receive, but you got to first of all, let your attitude be changed. Don't focus on those things. If you notice now, one of the primary lessons that Jesus taught his disciples when he called them from fishing and called them from tax collecting and called them from uh, uh, being a doctor and there are different professions and the Bible said they followed him and Jesus stopped them, uh, amen, at the beginning of his training. And I love to use that word training because what Christ was doing, he was training them now inside of the mentality and the attitude of the kingdom of God. And he stopped them and he said, now, if any man is to be my disciple, if you are going to be trained and raised inside of the character of kingdom, you got to be have an attitude adjustment. He said, if any man is to be my disciple, he must first of all, what? Deny himself. That's difficult for us flesh beings because we've been taught about all of our lives. Look out for number one. Don't let folk take advantage of you. Okay, God take care of those that take care of themselves. And we have directed the focus of humanity to self. That's what flesh life is all about. Me, myself, and I. But he said, now, if you're to go further, you got to, first of all, get an attitude adjustment. It's not about you. I'll take care of you, but I don't want you to focus on you. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. He said at one point, he said, no man that is to be my disciple can be my disciple if you don't first of all uh, forsake mother, father, husband and wife and things in this world. You cannot be my disciple. It didn't mean now that we are to just uh, 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 abandon uh, uh, family life and abandon our parents. Uh, but he said, now your attitude, if you're going to be my disciple, your attitude has to be that it's about me and my purpose, and then allow me now to, to show you how to incorporate these things into your life. In fact, you don't even know how to embrace family life without me teaching you. 
because if you were to look at it, most of us, when we embrace family life, we still have that all of our selfish ingredients that, that what am I getting out of it? Okay. But we have to, we need some attitude adjustments if we are to move progressively in our, don't be afraid of this. Don't be afraid. We'll sing the song to be like Jesus. To be like Jesus, all I want is to be like him. So meek and lowly, so humble and holy. How I long to be like him. Now we'll sing that with all of the passion and all of the emotion that we can muster up until tears begin to roll down our eyes. But let me share something with you. That's more than just the melodic sound that we give when we sing that song. In order to be like Jesus, you gotta change your attitude. You gotta see God through the eyes of God. Let God show you who he is. Let God change your perspective concerning life in the kingdom. I got to close. As I said earlier, when Jesus was teaching that attitude of the kingdom, after that, he taught them character. And when we really look at it, the reason why many in the body of Christ today does not reflect the character of Christ, that we are failing to manifest the character of Christ is simply because our attitude towards the things of God are not proper. We need some adjustments. I don't mean you have to throw it all out. We don't throw the baby out with the bath wash, but sometimes you need to adjust. You need to make some adjustments. I, I, I love the way Paul said this in Romans the eighth chapter, uh, not Romans the eighth chapter, Romans the 12th chapter, Paul said this, he said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, you that are born again, you that have been birthed into the kingdom of God, you citizens of the kingdom of God. He said, I beseech you, I beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. This is the attitude that you have to have amen, concerning yourself. He said, know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, whose you are, you have been bought with the price, amen. He said, therefore glorify God in your bodies. He said, now present your bodies a living sacrifice. This is the attitude that you have to have, amen. Be willing to give yourself over to the Lord. Give yourself over to Jesus. Amen. And allow him to make out of your life what he desires. Look at what it said now. I present you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. But look at the next part of that scripture. He said, now, be not conformed to this world. Don't let your attitude be fashioned and be adopted to 
the mentality of this world. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Me, me, me. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, be changed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, if you want to be changed into the character of God, you got to let your mind be renewed. You've got to have an attitude adjustment. Allow your mind to be renewed. We love to sing the song, the things I used to do, I don't do no more. The places I used to go, I don't go anymore. The way I used to think, I don't think anymore. But that comes as a result of an attitude adjustment. It's not about us. And, 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 and I want to qualify that because I've got to close that. Let me close my notes. It's not about us. And, and when I say that, I'm not saying that we don't matter in the whole scheme of things as it pertains to God, because we have to always see truth inside of perspective. But I want you to understand that it's not about us from the standpoint that salvation is primarily about us accomplishing and achieving and obtaining. It's about us being birthed into the family of God so that now we can manifest the character of God, that we can reflect the image of God. Now, God said, I love you. I want you to be blessed, but I don't want that to be your focused focus. He said, I'll bless you when you walk in my character. So when you come to me, leave your attitude, your old attitudes at the door and take on the mentality and the attitude of the kingdom of God. So that he that is to be the greatest among you must become servant of all. That's an attitude. And this is what God is challenging us on today because I believe as we hear the word of God and we hear the truth of God, our hearts cry many times and say, God, I want to be that. I, I want to reflect your character. I want to manifest your character. But I want you to look at this. Before the manifestation and the building of the character, you got to allow God to change your attitude. It's all right to stop thinking about self. God will do that. God will take care of you. God will take care of your family. Jesus preached one message. He said, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man that has a vineyard and have laborers in the vineyard and he called them forth to work. He said, and 
what is right, I will pay. In other words, when you come into the kingdom of God, don't focus on the pay, just focus on working. He said, what's right, I'll pay. I'll, I'll pay. I'm not going to jilt you. I'm not going to take advantage of you. I'll take care of you. And we got to trust God to do that. But we come into the kingdom of God. Oh, God, I want this and, and I want that. I want to be a millionaire by 35. I want the house on the hill. And God said, don't worry about those things. I, I, I'll take care of those things. You come in with the mentality of serving me. And then I will add to you the things that are necessary for your continual living. Hallelujah. I want to pray on this morning because I believe that God is doing a great work in the body of Christ. I believe that with my whole heart. And I believe that even during this pandemic and all of the things that we are dealing with, a, a lot of it is designed to cause our attitudes to change. Realize that God is in control, that God has everything under control. God is trying to teach us, you can trust me, you, you can trust me. Change your attitude. Father, I bless you on today and I thank you that you have not come short in teaching us your word and your heart concerning what you want out of our lives and what you want to give us and what you want to do in us and through us. God, I pray now, right now, in the name of Jesus, that everything in us, Lord, will come in agreement with your will and your purpose for our lives, that you will help us to dismiss Lord, those things and those ways that we have thought, and in some instances that we have been taught, that God, that we would divorce the God of our imagination and embrace the God of Scripture. That we would trust you, God. Mm with our lives, Lord, knowing, God, that you have everything in control. God, you've proven it to us over and over and over again, God. When things have been rough, God, you've come through for us. You've brought us through difficult times, Lord. You've helped us when we thought that no help, well, help was available. So God caused our attitudes to embrace who you are. Hey, God, I rebuke the enemy right now. I rebuke every mindset right now, God, that opposes your will and your purpose for our lives. And I pray right now, God, that you would move us into your heart and your mind. I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit right now. Everyone your side that's being released right now. Into the hearts of those that are listening right now. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, change our hearts, change our minds. 
Holy Spirit move in our lives right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for that right now. And God, we yield to your Holy Spirit right now because we trust that you know what you're doing in and with our lives. We thank you for it right now. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. I want to pray for those of you that don't know the Lord right now. I want to pray for those of you that don't know the Lord that you would like to come into a fellowship with Christ, become a citizen of the kingdom of God. I want you to pray this prayer along with me on today. Father, I thank you for the invitation that you've given to become a citizen of the kingdom of God. Mm. God, I realize that I need you in my life. And right now, I ask your forgiveness for everything, God, that I've done, every way that I've walked, God, has been that has been contrary to your will. Forgive me right now. Save me. Bring me into your kingdom, Lord. God, give me that divine nature so that I can begin to manifest this kingdom lifestyle that you're talking about. I surrender to you right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Well, praise God again. We thank God for a word, amen, that God has delivered unto us on today. We thank God for the word, and I want you to embrace that word. Take it in your heart and allow God to continue to move you progressively into the thing that he desires for your life. God never lose focus. Amen. But when you find yourself losing focus, cry out to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, bring me back on course. Help me to keep my focus on the purpose of the kingdom of God. Again, God bless you. Amen. We thank God for you joining in with us on today.